0: chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network.
1: Welcome in, Rob Black in your money, talking all things financial money, investing and more. It's the time of year where we wrap up. The year goes by ever so fast, faster as we get older, I believe. But as it winds up in the Bay Area, you can see a comedian who's got a lot of staying power, a very smart comedian, him and some friends tour uh, all the Bay City cities that are worth visiting, doing the big fat year in Kiss Off comedy show. It's the 24th annual. It's six comics, nine cities, 10 shows. And uh, there's a New Year's Eve show in there, so that's probably where that extra show comes in from the extra city. Right. And people can find out more at willdurst.com. I can give all the information; it would just take me five minutes. To no, do. yeah,
2: it's 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 too big. You know, it's it's too incredible. You have to come. You can't talk about it. It's a, it's a lot of laughs. No, seriously. A little improv, We, we do a stand up. Yeah, Deb and Mike do their improv and then, uh, Arthur will do stand up and Mario will do a little piece and, and Johnny Steele closes out the first half and, yeah. Johnny Steele, porn star. No, he's not a porn star. His, uh, his brother is actually a famous, uh, Pulitzer Prize winning finalist for a column. Uh, his name is uh, Johnny. Lo- uh, no, his his brother's name is Johnny Watts. Uh, Lopez, Steve Lopez. Because uh, Johnny Steele's r- real last name is Lopez, but there were so many Lopez's in, in stand up comedy, and he and he's from Pittsburgh, so he went
1: with Steeltown. Johnny Steeltown. So. Do you have that sag issue where you're not allowed to have the name of someone similar?
2: You know, that's uh, there was a guy named Billy Jay who started out in the San Francisco comedy community whose real name was Bill Murray. Oh.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. So he was kind of screwed.
1: Uh I'm ready were, not to see Bill Murray on TV. Just so you know. I got a little bit too much of it during the World Series. I'm not a big Cubs fan. I'm not a big Bill Murray fan. I know that's not nice to say, and you're nice to all, all comedians, and I think he, he has a place in history. I just... I, his poop stinks, and if people act like it doesn't,
0: <laughs> I got into a bathroom
1: next to him. <laughs> no, my
2: my poop smells like petals from the roses grown by the angels in the garden of heaven. And that's what I tell my wife. Yeah. I, I, light a match. <laughs> no, I don't have
1: to. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> when he was uh, leaving the bathroom, he did say something funny. He goes, I don't remember eating corn yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> oh, good God. So the big fat year in Kiss Off Comedy Show, uh, you and I have been doing this uh, four years in a row now, I believe. If, and you refuse to come to my show. It's not that I refuse to come to your show. Yes, you do. Have you been? No. Do you remember what it was? What? last time you were gone? No. I asked you. I said, "Can I do, Can I? I? can I bring you on stage? Yeah. And you awkwardly said no. Yeah. No. (laughs) No, you didn't. No, you
2: can. can, You're like, yes, but don't try a joke. No, but you can introduce the show. You you can't bring me on stage. Well, you can. You can introduce me.
1: Okay. Sometime during the commercial breaks, I'll figure out what show I could show up at, and uh, I will do that. Yeah. So let's talk. um, One of the things that you do that I think is really funny, and um, again, I've been following you for 30 plus years, which both ages me (laughs) and you. Yeah, but you were 12 when you did that. I know, I I was one of those kids that, you know, I kind of nerded out. Some kids, you know, I was into soccer, and I was into, uh, we had cable television in the late 70s. We were one of the very first families, because military bases, they'll they'll send you to war, they'll give you, you know, cancer-causing, cancer-fighting, cancer cancer issues. Uh, Here, breathe some Agent Orange. But, hey, we're going to give you cheap clothes at the PX and cable TV. How are the clothes? cheap yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) no I'd be uh, what were the khakis and
1: blue jeans or (sighs) off off brand blue jeans my father was in the, in the military, so we got to do a lot of military bases. And
2: yeah, yeah. One I'm of asking, they, at the PX. Did yeah, they have yes. Did they have Levi's and Wrangler, yeah, or did yeah. they had off brand uh, blue it was, jeans? Yeah, it
1: was, it was mostly off brand. Yeah, yeah. So you'd show up to school and yeah, yeah, In yeah. the shoes that kids would beat you up over. Right. And I'm like your shoes cost a dollar ninety nine. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, but they make my feet feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> so as a as a kid, I quickly learned be quick on your feet, otherwise you're gonna get beat up a lot. Um. So humor helps. Humor does help, doesn't it? So
0: humor.
2: Even the big, the big brawny, you know, the the bullies. If you use humor on them, because they don't get it, and they don't like stuff they don't get. So my
1: my first wife was a Playboy model. Humor helps. Because if you look at me, you're like, no way. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. What happened to her? Where is she? She was part Indian, and she's a little loco in the cocoa. (laughs) Did you say that? And yeah. <laughs> um, should I beep that out? <laughs> oh, we're past the seven second mark. <laughs> yeah. So I did. Yeah. No, no, we're, we're fine. She well, was loco? A little loco. Yeah. So, and. Tire uh, water? You know, yeah. So, and she, I mean, she admitted that she had some issues there. So, within the first year, she was um, contacting uh, board members from Louis Vuitton, Moe Hennessy, who were 65 years old. And uh, when you marry someone who's in Playboy, Every guy in the world knows, knows how to contact that person. So there's a lot of temptation, to say the least. Wow. Yep. Wow. So, and that's all I got for you. <laughs> so the show just went off a, a steep hill. I can't wait for the book, man. When are you writing the book? It's um, I'm actually going to do a biography, but it's going to be a scratch and snuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's going to be all the great toilets I've ever visited. <laughs>
2: And and the Twin Peaks thing, it'll be cherry pie, I hope. Cherry pie and coffee. Yeah. yeah good cup of that's a damn fine cup of coffee.
1: Um, so a couple questions. You're Bay Area, and uh, I want to talk a little bit about Netflix. Netflix just signed Dave Chappelle to a big deal, and Dana Carvey to a big deal. Um, what do you think about some of the distribution models now happening with comedy? Because when I was young, 18, 19, 20, it was all about take a date, because comedy would get women sexed up. Um, you know, you laugh, you know, it was my vo- my way into love into relationships. So going to the comedy clubs, having a couple of beers and laughing. Yeah, those endorphins get released, but things have changed. Um, I haven't been to a comedy club in a long while. Well, the average so much out there.
2: Average age of a comedy club is 18 to 35. I mean, that's the audience and that's the the comics that they're looking for to speak to that generation. So it, it constantly turns over the comics that you grew up with at the clubs are now doing theaters. And that's, you know, like Brian Regan and, you know, all those guys. And Danny Carvey, you know, I mean, he he graduated from theaters. So he's doing stadiums now and arenas and, you know, big places and casinos. And, of course, you casinos. Know, that's, yeah, that's that's always the last vestige. You know,
1: it's not a bad vestige.
2: No, no,
1: no. I think Carrot Top's made a pretty good run of it. Yeah. Yeah. Scott. Is this is name Scott? Scott. What do comedians think of him? Because it seems he's pretty polarizing in media.
2: Yeah, but see I'm Pollyanna. I met him. He's a good kid. Okay. And uh he, it was at Summerfest in Milwaukee and he pretended to know who I was and we, you know, and we got along and he, and his some of his stuff is really really smart and he buries it under the props and and you know, I mean he just he 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 graduated from a eastern, southeastern university, and I can't remember where, but he, he, he graduated with a degree in marketing, and he knew what he was doing from day one, so he's very smart. And anybody who has the cojones to get out there and try to make people laugh, yeah. um, I, I respect everything. Like
1: Larry the Cable Guy is really not a redneck. No, uh, Dan. It's a total act. Dan. He's got a a Boston accent, I believe. Yeah, Debbie took him to
2: a a Giants game, a candlestick, and he refused to put long pants on. And he had to rent
1: a blanket. You know so. Dan Whitney. He's a good guy. Oh, you know everything. I love this about you. 30-second um, plug for... Big Fat Year in Kiss
2: Off Comedy Show, December 26th through January 3rd. Coming to a,
1: a, a theater, a, a lovely venue near you. And they are lovely, uh, ranging from Nevada to Martinez to Pleasanton, Berkeley, Wanat Creek, San Jose, Mill Valley, Sonoma, Alameda. All the information is at willdurst.com. That's willdurst.com. you. <laughs>
0: 1220 That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
1: KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Will Durst is sitting in studio with me today. You can find him at Will Durst, Durst with a U, kind of like Burst, uh, willdurst.com. He does a big end-of-the-year set of shows, which I'm pro. I'm all about getting out and laughing. <laughs> Uh, getting out and just especially relax. the end of the year with the stress
2: of the holidays and this is the time to get out and just boom you know.
1: Although I will say the holidays have become less stressful for me. Why is that? As I'm as I get older I'm less of a consumer and then there's also Amazon. So actually I don't actually have to go to stores and hang out with people that I don't like. Um, and uh, I just have the package come to my house. So. Uh,
2: but don't you like going out into the festiveness and uh, being part of a uh, the whole kind of, uh, g- that Hate happens
1: it. because of Thanksgiving Hate and it. Christmas? Hate it. <laughs> Hate everything about it. Really? Yeah. So, the only holiday I really like, um, because I think holidays are all about getting people to spend money that they don't have. Yeah. Um, yeah. the only holiday I like is Halloween because you get to dress up as like a sexy <laughs> sexy witch. Like a sexy
2: witch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I dressed up too. as a sexy witch on Crown. I'll show you the photo in a couple minutes. Um, that's frightening. So, That okay. is very frightening. I'll show you, I
2: so it. I need, I need go, uh, well. economic advice. Go, please. Uh, so That's what do well. I do? Uh, do I go to energy stocks?
1: Um, Banking yes. stocks? I think bank stocks are on their own right now, and they should do well as the Federal Reserve raises interest rates and inflation. Um, I would probably be pro. What else can you be pro at this point in time? Um, defense stocks. Some more money should be going into defense. Um, some infrastructure stocks, some industrials. I uh, should probably do nicely. So I think there's enough there to like. Yeah. Um, You know, it, it it's it was a weird election because a lot of people weren't prepared for the results. Uh, according to the polls, <laughs> a lot of people weren't thinking it was going to go that way. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, a lot of people didn't vote <laughs> for the winner. Isn't, did, yeah. we, did about 20 million Americans fewer vote this time than last election was? Well, I don't think it was that many, was it? I think it was 60 million and 62 million when Romney lost to Obama. No, no, it was, you know, it was, that's,
2: that's what the numbers are right here. I thought it was like 52 to 50. No, no, 63 to 60. Okay. Or 64 to 61, something like that.
1: Well, if that's not the case, don't let the facts get away of a good story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're right. There I, was I no at, passion. I work at Cron. <laughs> so. yeah. For another month. <laughs> that signal's going to get sold. Um... As
2: well, it should. You think so? Oh my God! They they they, they destroyed. I'm sorry, I don't mean to talk that But know. they destroyed a civic jewel. Kron was a civic jewel. Had its own secondary cable station, Bay TV, that they got rid of. Why? Why? Why would you get rid of a cable
1: position? Well, in 2000, Kron made a huge mistake. They negotiated with NBC. They said to NBC, "You should pay us." And NBC is like, no. So they jumped to San Jose and Crown went independent. And it's been pretty tough sledding since then. And that's yeah. about as much as I should say. Yeah. That's, now, that's, now, yeah. Now they've got a signal that's worth a lot of money. They always had a signal that was worth a lot of money. Um, someone like Google, something like Verizon wants that signal. So the FCC wants stations to start selling down signals and limit, cutting down the number of news stations we have in the United States, which sounds like a good idea.
2: So. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, let's get rid of the news stations. Yeah, yeah. Let's just have one person tell us what the news is.
0: A lot of backstabbing yeah. in the news game. I mean, you have to watch your back.
1: There's actually one <laughs> There's actually front stabbing in the news game. There's actually one station or one company now that's run out of Dallas that they've taken all the morning news off of five of the stations that they own and they're just sending out, you know, national news into a local format. So there's actually no local news happening. Which, if you have a degree in journalism, you really care about. And if you don't, you're like, eh, it doesn't mean much to me. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not good for the world of news. It's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. Speaking of kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a sexy witch. <laughs> creepy clown apocalypse. <laughs> I'm going to show you. No, don't show me. No, I'm going to show you. Right. You're upsetting me. Mm. Um, but while I'm looking it up, uh, let's talk creepy clown, creepy clown apocalypse. Yeah, what is that about? The creepy clown sightings.
2: You know? Cause I'm a comic. I'm, I'm in a horizontally, uh, affected business, industry. You know, what I mean, first they came for the clowns. But I was not a clown, so I said nothing. Then they came for the mimes. And then they came for the stand-ups. Uh. I don't know if people are gonna still wanna hear political comedy. That's, that's what worries me. Cause I, I know four years ago I did, I did a little show. Uh, like to laugh and then in 2012 after the election, people put their hands over their ears singing the la 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 song in order not to hear political comedy. So that's why I wrote the show about being the baby boomer and I don't know if starting in you know after the inauguration, after 49 days, if people are going to want to hear about politics or political material. So I have to play this by ear.
1: Talking about the election, it's been kind of contentious. Um, the aftermath of it. <laughs> he's, seen, he's seen me dressed as a, a sexy
0: witch.
1: <laughs> but,
2: but you're just doing this straight.
1: I mean, Oh no, mean, no, no no no. If I turn audio on, I play it in character. Uh, oh you do? Yeah. Um, I talked about gold and ruby slippers or have value. <laughs> Um, you
2: do look a little Margaret hamilton me
1: So anyway, if anyone wants to go to YouTube and Google Cron 4 Rob Black Witch, <laughs> you'll see that as a pretty sexy witch. She, well, you can't see the fishnets there.
2: Yeah. You are you fishnets. wearing Manalo Blahniks? Are you wearing five-inch stilettos? You know
1: Manalo Blahniks? Um, I know of them. Sex and the City is yeah, one, yeah. Of, is one yeah, of the yeah. TV shows Jessica, I, yeah. I absolutely hate. First of Oh, of, you well, hate? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because she's got a horsey face first and foremost. Um, in See, fact, that's what I like about her. She's not traditionally beautiful. Oh, and, she's, and, in stu- she's in studio. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, Sarah Jessica, why the long face? Uh, <laughs> I like the fact that she's not traditionally beautiful, and yet she was sexy in that show. Of course, five-inch stiletto heels will make pretty much anybody sexy.
1: Now, here's what I hate about them, the little blotics. Uh, $400, $500 pair of shoes. Yeah. Do you know how many people could really afford $400, $500 pair of shoes? And they're ruined. They're your first city block. That's fair enough. Yeah. And I asked Sarah Jessica Parker when I was interviewing her how old she was, and she started stomping her hoof. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't like her. Yeah. So What happened?
2: What, was it Matthew?
1: Um, I did a show, and I'll play it for you one year if you actually really care, which I don't think you do. Um, a hundred things. A hundred things that I hate.
2: Yeah,
1: a hundred. Yeah, yeah. And it was pretty funny because I did you do Did you do the
2: corresponding show? A hundred things you like. I don't like a hundred things. <laughs> <laughs> um, like
1: I said, I don't like shopping because I don't like people.
2: And, no. <laughs> like it, especially you like people one on one, but when they get into groups of two or more, that's when you
1: don't like them. Yeah. Yeah. So she got young women hooked on expensive shoes and. No, it.
2: was she, was she responsible or was she reflective?
1: You can find out more about the end of the year shows at willdurst.com. <laughs> Don't ask questions. It's willdurst.com. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back.
0: Call Rob Black now. 800 516 1220. That's 800 516 1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
1: KDOW. $30 stock in 2008. It's $90 today. It could pay for an army of flying monkeys. Another candy play is Nestle. Okay. Both are good ideas. All right, very good. That was me as the Wicked Witch. Yeah, it didn't sound like Margaret Hamilton. With that said, eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. 1220 People can Google it. Every year on television I dress up for Halloween. And, uh, let's just say one year I was Velma. And, uh, I made her sexy. About sexy to the Velma character. I <laughs> really? loved Scooby-Doo growing up. Not sure about
2: you, but no, yeah. no, no, I was, I was, uh, I, I, I missed that. I missed that. I missed the Brady bunch okay. and I missed, uh, that's, uh, see, I'm a, I'm a Beatles, uh, boomer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're not a boomer. You're, you're I'm a Gen boomer. X. I hate boomers as well. Yeah. You should. Your Medicare, your Medicaid sucking the system Damn dry. straight.
2: Yeah. Are so you one of those guys? Suck like- you dry like a succubus. We're going to just, you could be a hollow husk by the time we're done with you.
1: You're probably one of those liberals who are like, yeah, it's bad for two little Asian kids to make Nike shoes that we enjoy and wear, but I'll have 13 millennials work long hours and pay taxes so I can get my Medicare.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, working for stock. Yeah. Good luck on that. Yeah. Enjoy your free M&Ms all during the day. Yeah.
1: You know, that's interesting because you know I told you I talked at a conference and uh, one of the things they have me do <laughs> is talk about the HR benefits and- Different groups, you know. Obviously, your group, baby boomers, care about healthcare, care about pensions, things along those lines. And then you get down to the millennials, and uh, in the Bay Area, Google and Facebook are famous, infamous, um, for changing, for amazing benefits. So like sushi for lunch, things along those lines. Visa gives six percent cash match. They give you three percent match in the 401k, three percent just cash, just for breathing while you're there. And the millennials were like. We don't want to work here. We want sushi. <laughs> I'm like, they're giving you $30,000 a year. They're giving you benefits so you can adopt kids. Like, um, so millennials, I think, are fascinating. I do the show, which you probably don't listen to because it's on at 7 a.m. and who's up at 7 a.m. But a lot of the show I, I dedicate towards the millennials and how they spend money. Um, because that's our economy. But they're not buying things. They're going to comedy shows, like you said, 18 They're to buying expenses, they're buying experiences. That's right. So as an investor, you have to change your, your way of life. Um, one of the millennials that I know, I went into our apartment and, uh, I opened her fridge and there was nothing in there. It was just all alcohol because she wants to eat fresh food out every day. So you start thinking like investments tied towards fresh food out all day. Um, I think
2: Chipotle, Chipotle is going to come back. Ah, uh, you think well, it's a rough road, rough road?
1: I think they have, they showed the formula for everyone. Give fresh food and right, right. people will come. Um, so there's not a lot of barriers to entry. But into the brand that. is too damaged. Brand's pretty damaged. So I'd, I'd give it another six months, but I would look at it again. Um, because Chipotle obviously had something going really yeah, yeah.
2: well. Yeah. And uh, the kids, you know, it, it was one of the, one of the
1: models. Yeah. And I always liked it because they always give me extra rice. So I was always the-
2: It's <laughs> great food. Okay. It's, it's great fast food. It really is. Although
1: nothing beats McDonald's fries. I'm sorry. Which is pretty surreal. Because if you try to make that much, that volume of fries, you can't do it for what they charge. No. So. I don't understand how
2: you can get a double cheeseburger for $1.99. That's the same price it was when I was a kid. I mean, 100% beef. Well, <laughs> yeah, my shoes are
1: 100% beef. But. I'm with you. Um, And that's 100% beef. I'm kind of dropping the ball and going in a different direction, but. Um, millennials. Millennials. Yeah, uh, let's screw millennials. No, 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 I want to hear. No, 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 no. Yeah! No, no, no. So, I'm calling <laughs> shots right now. You've got a big fat ear
2: in Kiss Comedy Michelle. I do. And it's me, and it's Mari Magaloni, and Michael Bossier, and Debbie Durst, who I know intimately, and Arthur Gauss, and Johnny Steele, who is the actual star and headliner of the show. And we do nine different cities starting the day after Christmas and we go to January 3rd and we bring New Year's a New Year's celebration to, to the hinterlands.
1: You do it 24 years in a row and you come in every year and plug it here which I wildly appreciate and I'll give you a podcast of the show so you can send it out Going to. Yeah, yeah um, and then one thing that I always like is you go to Hawaii at the end of these shows and you always send me a postcard which I'm like, <laughs> I got a postcard <laughs> I don't get a lot of mail Back to the I hate everybody kind of thing, so maybe that's what was wrong with my. Oh,
2: what were your hundred? What were your other hundred things that
1: you hate? Ah, it's I'll dig it up for you. Um, I actually wrote down a copy for it, but um, you're putting me on the spot. I'll look during the commercial break for you and you alone. I'll, do a, sh- I'll do a show the Cowboys. Free. Did you have a sports No, but game I prob- I'd probably put in. I hate professional sports because professional sports. Yeah, it's, it's too expensive. And I see families. Oh, yeah. You watch a Raiders yeah. game; you, these people don't have 401 ks. They're not going to retire.
2: Oh, we were we were going to try to go to a Warriors game, and I keep looking and looking and looking, and you know, because they're sold out for the season, so you have to buy it on the
1: resale market, and to get a decent ticket, it's two hundred bucks a ticket. A ticket. Easy. Yeah. And some people will spend $8,000 to sit ringside or really? courtside. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? I mean,
2: do you really? Yeah. You really need that? Yeah. I'm with you on that. Although we have season tickets to the Giants, but half of our time Showing is off. spent. No, no. we had, had it since 87 because we used to work for the Giants. So we had season tickets given to us in because uh, they were They sucked. 85, 86. So we got season tickets given to us and then we would do something for Giants Vision and we did uh, a couple comedy shows all based on uh, baseball and then, and then one year Debbie and I did all 35 promotional commercials for them. So, and then the new regime came in and so they privatized our tickets. So we bought them. So we've had them since 87. And they get progressively more and more expensive and we can't afford to go. So we have to sell them. So that's become a part time job. My wife, you know, goes on StubHub and she puts out the season to, you know, the tickets and knows which ones we can go to and which ones we can afford not to go to, you know, and the big ticket ones that people want. So it's, it's a, it's a, a side business. It's, it's one of our jobs.
1: Sell them the season tickets,
2: yeah. Like StubHub,
1: I hate. You hate I, StubHub. Have you seen how much tickets are? <coughs> and then the markup that they get the buyer on and the seller on? Unless you want to buy a Niner's ticket. Oh, have you seen to, the Niner's tickets? Who wants to go to a Niner's
2: $28. ticket? $28. $28. They, the last, the last home game, $28 you could get a Niners ticket. You know what the cheapest parking nearest Levi Stadium is? $40. It would have been cheaper to to get into the
1: stadium than to park near the stadium. Isn't that crazy? Like, to me that's absurd. Um I went to a World Cup soccer game, not a World Cup, but a Copa America, uh, gold oh, tournament, yeah, yeah. and uh, parking was 90 bucks. 90? 90 bucks. And it, it wasn't like a luxury park, so but you didn't get a hot massage or anything like that.
2: Someone told me that uh, the, the new L.A. Rams, uh-huh. that uh, or the old you know, L.A. Rams, now, but parking down there is 100 bucks.
1: It's absurd. It, it is absurd. So one of the things you do at the end of the year is not only do you do these shows, The Big Fat Year and Kiss Off, where people can find out more information at com, but you put together a top 10 comedic news stories of the year. Fidel Castro finally dies, but at least was able to hang around long enough to see the beginning of the end of American democracy. That's what he said he was going to see. So, yeah, he held on, dude. What do you think about the whole Cuba thing? Because I brought it up as there will probably be some investments. And I get 10 emails from people going, you know, Fidel Castro is a horrible person. Like, I can't have an opinion in the city. That's um, just purely capitalism. <laughs> Suddenly, it has to get socialized. Um, opinions have to be scrubbed, and I'm not allowed to say anything about anything.
2: You know that—that's you—you that's, uh, you know you're going to offend somebody.
0: There's With, a letter in your mailbox.
2: Yes, yeah, and I and I do the same thing. I I know I'm going to offend somebody when I'm on stage. So I, I you have to be true to yourself. You know, I mean, yes, there will be investment opportunities in Havana, like cars. (laughs) 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 A car
1: dealership. I would love to have a car dealership. You know, maybe get smart cars down there. One of the things that you do is uh, you have uh, a pretty smart email list that you send out and you send out timely conversations. And it's just a nice break in the day to read something that's well written in a society where we're losing our ability to write and probably to read. Oh, that's uh, so sweet. LOL.
2: Yeah. I, um, it gets syndicated, uh, I, I, my column appears in newspapers, uh, it, not high level newspapers, you know, nothing, nothing like even Pittsburgh Gazette or any, I, I'm in the, the Prescott, Arizona st- Statesman, and they hate me in Prescott, Arizona. <laughs> I, can, I only know where I'm being picked up by the angry emails I get. I'm somewhere in Idaho, and they hate me there. And uh, Bainbridge Island, uh, outside of Washington, so I, I make it a, to about 30 newspapers a day. Uh, uh, toad Suck, Arkansas. No, I'm not actually there. I just love saying Toad Suck.
1: Which probably some of these newspapers end up in lining like a kitty litter box. Oh, <laughs> yeah. especially my car. So yeah. cats are looking at your car. i going, oh, <laughs> he talks about Brexit, huh?
2: <laughs> oh, I love that line.
1: Brexit. Brexit. <laughs> Turns out most Brits thought that xenophobe was a musical instrument. <laughs>
2: I love that line.
1: <laughs> Anyhow, and anyway, it's Will Durst. You can see him and his end-of-the-year show traveling around the Bay Area okay. from the 26th through the 2nd. Oh, he's playing Beatles for you. Yeah. What a suck-up producer. Um, You can find out more about Novato, Martinez, Pleasanton, Berkeley, Walnut Creek, San Jose, uh, Mill Valley, Alameda, and Sonoma. You can sign up. Not sign up. You can buy tickets at willdurst.com. That's willdurst.com.
2: Yellow submarine. Yellow submarine.
0: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
1: KDOW. Sadly, I say we're in our final segment. It goes way too fast, Mr. Durst. I hope I didn't offend any so I get to see you next year.
0: Uh,
2: no, you do have You said you were going to go over the list and decide which of the shows that you could come to. If you're in town, are you going to be in town that week? The week between Christmas, starting on the 26th, all the way to January 3rd. Now, you live South Bay-ish. Yes. So you could come to the New Year's show, come to the 6 o'clock show. In New Year's, I'm out, for sure. Okay. So I'm out thirty-one, right. one, 1-2. All right. So uh, the 3rd, but that's Alameda. That would uh, uh, necessitate, necessitate another Bay Crossing. Yeah. And I, so, try to, right. I try to limit those. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. I'm actually allergic to some stuff in East Bay. <laughs> Poor people.
2: <laughs> well, Alameda is interesting. Alameda's a, a, an interesting mix. Yeah. Of upscale and uh, hanging on. You know, the people who are hanging on because of rent control.
1: Oh, I know. I've got a friend who lives in Alameda. Uh, Tony Mendez. He does a show here on the station. Oh, yeah, yeah. BayAreaLoansource.com if anyone ever needs a, a loan. But, um, so I visit him on occasion. Um, then I try to escape through the tunnel as fast as I can. Isn't that, isn't that an island, and isn't it going to be covered in water in under 100 years? Uh, I would, I would say under 50. Okay. And yeah. people buy real estate there.
2: Well, people buy real estate in floodplains. People buy real estate on the, uh, in, in the Philippines. Remember the, the, the country was trying, there, the, there was this neighborhood that was on the side of an active volcano <laughs> that objected to the government trying to move them to relocate them. Dude, you live on the side of an active volcano. Did you have ancestors? I, did, did, did they,
1: yeah, so. I almost got fired from Kron my first year
0: <laughs>
1: because there was the fires in Oakland. Uh, the Oakland Hills were burning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, let's do a special where you give me a $100,000 and I go buy 10 houses in the Bay Area. And they're like, you can't do that. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the Oakland Hills and the house that's on fire, I'm going to buy the neighbors. Um, and they're like, you can't do that. You'll get shot. I'm like, exactly. That's how you buy real estate. <laughs> Best time to buy a beach house is after a tornado destroys a town. A hurricane. Yeah. hurricane, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Because everyone wants out. Best time to buy real estate in the Bay Area was 1989, the day after the earthquake, because everyone wanted to move. So
2: plus. to the safety of Tornado Alley. Yeah. Isn't that funny? The Same thing in New York. I mean, you knew after 9/11, you know, and, and I don't mean to be picking at the bones of, uh, you know, the the poor people who died, but you knew that people were moving out in the real estate because we saw it happen here in '89.
1: Right. And I think that's the best way to try to be an investor if you can. When other people don't want something, that's when you want it. Um, when people want to sell, you should buy. Absolutely. So real quick, um, big events coming up, big fat year in Kiss Off Comedy Show. Uh, we got to get one more good hard plug in. Uh, starts on the 26th, the day after Christmas. So you probably get some pretty fat and happy people.
2: Yes. Yeah. That's the lazy show. And that's the show, the 26 is the one where we're, we're starting to feel we're starting to, you know, uh, slowly get into it and we don't know where all the moves are yet and the blocking is a little off. So it's a, it's a real fun show because you you could see us actually learning it. And by by the end, I mean, we really have this thing nailed down. We should actually tape it and, and sell it.
1: I think I might be able to come to the Pleasanton show.
2: Boom! That's the Firehouse Lionel. Arts Center. That's a yeah. great venue. It's a that's gorgeous a little venue.
1: And I'll prepare like one joke. Yeah. Can you, you do a one joke? Stand up and say that you've done stand up and Crocus it off your bucket list. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. It's it's the getting up. It's facing the audience, and it's knowing that they are expecting to laugh. That's that's the goal is to accomplish
1: that. Can I do? Can I kind of practice right now? Yeah. What's the joke? I'm just gonna get up, put the microphone down by my butt, and fart. And go! I thought in your general direction. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Will Durst. <laughs> Is it stealing too much from Monty Python or not enough from Monty Python? Did you see okay. Cleese and Idol when they
2: were in town? No, oh, my. I don't get. It. That was a great show. Must... I don't go to a lot of shows. I don't because when you know I'm yeah. old, and if I'm not working, I'm staying home. But that
1: was a great show. That's kind of where where I'm at. I'm old. If I'm not working, it's tough to get out. Like, Someone wants me to go to not-so-silent winter night or something. I'm like, I'm going to be double the age of everyone there. I do want to see the strumbellas who are closing the show. And I'm at the point where I'm like, I'll pay a $1,000 if I can just see the strumbellas walk in and walk out. I'll pay ten times what everyone else is so I don't have to deal with people. You know, I understand that now because
2: we bought tickets to Christmas Carol. We had never seen Christmas Carol and they put us in the second row for some reason. Uh, we were able to buy tickets right on the aisle on the second row the and to see, dist- to see a show from the second row. Wow. I mean, I understand now that, that whole premium pricing thing because it's a whole different show than seeing it from the back end.
1: Yeah. I went to see... um, The one show I did see this year, I went to see Sting and Peter Gabriel. Where? uh, SAP Center. And I paid really good money for 10th row tickets. 10th row? Yeah. Now. Was it worth it? I think so. A lot of it was, except for the fact that there are songs that you do sit down on, and the couple in front of me refused to sit down at all for the whole show. There's literally 10,000 people, 9,998 people sitting down. And this couple is dancing to Stephen Biko. Biko, South African, like, it's not exactly a dance song. No. The guy gets hung in his jail cell and becomes a martyr. And they're dancing to it. Um, that's one thing I hate about the Bay Area. So, anyway, back to you. You know...
2: You know what else drives me nuts? Go ahead. The standing ovation at the end of every show. It's lost its cachet. I agree. When you stand for everything, it's not special anymore. And a lot of that is just people, you know, getting up and putting their coats on to leave. You know? And everybody's Oh, they're standing, I have to stand too.
1: Real quick, plug, you got 30 seconds. Big Fat Year in
2: Kiss Off Comedy Show, go to Wilders.com. We're also on Facebook. Just type in the search little envelope there. Just type in Big Fat, and it'll take you everywhere. Uh, December 26th, January 3rd, we'll see you there.
1: Sounds good, and I'll see you next year for sure. Happy merry. man. somehow, we didn't talk a lot of Trump today. <laughs> I'm surprised by that. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. It's going to be a fun four years.